ready? Everyone's ready? Everyone's excited? Yes. So yep. excited. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So, hi. Welcome to Venture Bros, a Venture Brothers podcast brought to you by After the Hype. Uh, as for some reason, if you missed last week and you're just tuning in this week, I want to celebrate with you in our new stream. Yay! <laughs> it's so new and cozy it and it feels like a part of you. It, it, it is... <laughs> It took me a second to realize what you're doing there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have started our own stream. So if you're uh, just looking for Venture Brothers content, this is where you'll find it. Um, if you are just listening to us through the After the Hype stream, after this episode, we will no longer show up here. So you have to go find us in our other Venture Brothers stream. So I'm sorry that you have to subscribe to yet another podcast for them to pile up in your phone and not be listened to. But this one, you'll listen to, because it's about Venture Brothers. Yeah. Right? Much better. Much better. <laughs> it's way better than any of those true crime podcasts that you have on there, because I know you have them on there. <laughs> that are just sitting there, that you really yeah. don't want to listen to, because they're really yeah. fucking depressing. <laughs> oh, you sheeple, you. Uh, <laughs> I'll get done insulting the audience now. <laughs> yep. Go get some avocado toast. <laughs> okay, so uh, I am your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Graham, the man no longer with a plan, Mason. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> no plan. No plan for me. <laughs> uh, Nicholas freed the man, Mason. Um, you guys got married last week. If you we didn't did. Know. Yeah, uh, it was a wonderful ceremony. Our I wives are Our wives are very upset. <laughs> well, this is what you get for... Asking me to become an ordained minister to marry you in the first place. Now I can just marry you to, to whoever I want. Um, it will continue happening. You'll get your marriage certificate in the mail soon. Um, uh, he is again visiting with his wife in Canada, so he is not able to be here. But we do have our researcher supreme, Brock Holiday, here. Hi, Brock. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's going. going. Researcher supreme. <laughs> Good. I've, is that not I've, a good title? I mean, if we were ordering from Taco Bell, yes, that's <laughs> fine. What about Viceroy of Research? I like oh, that. Fudge. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm not sure which one I like better. I'm going to go with Research Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham has known that... me for well over 10 years at this point. Well, not well over, but over 10 years. Graham, would you say I'm good at titles? <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> Drifting is still a working title. <laughs> it's a film I wrote for him like nine years ago. Yep. yep. Good old working titles. All right. <laughs> uh, so speaking of titles, the title of this week, that's a segue for you, uh, Ghost of Saragasso, or Of the Saragasso. Uh, this is Venture Brothers episode six. If you're going off the Hulu order, if you're going off the DVD order, it's not episode six. Um, and that's what we are going off of. Although this one, and I tell me if you're, uh, if you disagree with me, this one, you could play virtually anywhere. No, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Brock. Yeah. I, I think it stands alone pretty well. I, it's definitely one of, one of my favorites, uh, that I would recommend, uh, to somebody to season one who's never seen the show before. Yeah. This would be a good one. If you've never seen an episode, just kind of like. Kind of like Tag Seal, you're it. Uh, 
it'd be a good one of just like, oh, you want to get the flavor of the show? Check out this one episode. You don't really need to know anything before it or after it, but if you like this one, you probably could go throughout the rest of it. Um, yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, really pluck this one out of anywhere and play it. I feel like, yeah, many of the other ones, even Texel Uret has more world building in it, but yeah, this one is just kind of like, eh, yeah, just one, just for fun. Though it yeah. does have a lot of David Bowie references in this. Yeah, but a that's not important to later, so. Ton. <laughs> a ton. It's almost like they like David Bowie. Huh. You know, I never thought about it like that. I know, just mind explosion right interesting huh. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't bright enough to get all the david bowie love until he came into the second season I'm not a smart man <laughs> <laughs> so glad you're doing our research uh, <laughs> uh before we go too far into it though brock do you want to handle this week again tell everyone what happens in this episode all right can i go only go up from here so somewhere over the media <laughs> triangle <laughs> Back in 1969, the original team venture, uh, including Jonas Venture, uh, Kano, and Colonel Gentleman, are on the X-2 above when Sky Pilot Major Tom flies the TVC-15, an experimental craft, and crashes it into the ocean. And flashback to present day, when Dr. Venture is trying to salvage one of his father's last experimental jets... He digs up more than anyone expected, and it's up to Hank, Dean, and Brock to deal with the pirates who overrun their boat. And that comes from the Team Venture wiki. Okay. Nice. Uh, so, quick uh, quick round of like quick takes. Uh, how do you guys feel about this one? Where does it stand in the season for you? Uh, I like it. It's an entertaining episode. Um, it's got a... I mean, pretty much like any other episode, it's got a bunch of wonderful one-liners um but yeah i mean i think even as we were talking about it and just introing it it is kind of just out there and so it doesn't really feel plugged in as or as plugged in as any of the other episodes so that's good it's definitely a good introduction to the humor of the rest of the show um but i really do like many of the other episodes that have more world building more ties and and all that stuff so Though the David Bowie references were pretty incredible. And I didn't really get all of them until basically just this morning when I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, wow. It's half of the episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's definitely a great standalone episode. Um, I feel bad. I would say through all the episodes, though, the first season, it's kind of a little bit forgettable. Um, yeah. Not a bad way, just because it's so isolated you kind of forget about it until you're, you know, binging through the DVDs and you've come through it again. You realize how good it actually is. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that same boat. Like it's not my, it's not my go-to episode virtually ever, but it's one that when it comes on, kind of like how we talked about last week, it's like, Oh, when this one's on, I'm not going to fast forward through it. I'm not going to skip it. I I really enjoy everything in it. And uh, it could be because I'm a big David Bowie fan and that's could be why I like it as much as I do. Uh, Or it could just be that I, I love the pirate. Like the pirate is one of my favorite characters <laughs> in the entirety of the show, and I, it's such a great way to meet him. Of yeah. just like, like this is can we get a the, ride home? Can we get a ride home? You uh, you killed Steve, and like, <laughs> like it's just this guy who's like, you have the guild, you have like the OSI, you have all these crazy 
organizations for these people who just have too much money and no hobbies. And then you have ghost pirates, which have nothing to do with anything. And it's just this kind of career that he fell into because his boat got stuck. Like, <laughs> like he's, he's such just a, a man, man. He's just trying <laughs> to make it work. <laughs> like, and I, I, just, I love that he just—he has no dog in any of these fights. He's just kind of annoyed the whole time, and like, it's just such a, such a great character. And like, he just gets better and better the more the show goes on, all the way to the point when he's hooked on Dart, and that's one of my favorite plots ever. Of just give me the good stuff right in the neck, and it's like. <laughs> Like, I just, I love the pirate so, so much. He's better when he gets with uh, Jonas Jr., but... Yeah. As an intro, and, like, it's one of those characters that, I mean, Brock, if you've done the research and you can tell me if I'm wrong, it feels like one of those characters where they wrote him, they used him, and it's like, fuck, that was fun. I need to bring him back in any way possible. Right, and I I believe they mentioned something like that in... uh... The season two commentary uh, when they have the museum opening. I think that's season two. They talk about bringing him back. And because it's just one of those characters it's fun to write for. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like when they did uh, Sergeant Hatred. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah. man, I have fun writing Sergeant Hatred. I have fun <laughs> doing his voice. Like I remember listening to Doc Hammer talk about it. I think it was at a convention. He's like, the main reason he kept coming back was just because we loved doing it. And like the pirate kind of feels like that sort of character to me. Like It's like... He very easily could have been a one-off and never seen again. Yeah. But he's such a cool character, they had to bring him back. Yeah. And I think everybody loves doing a pirate voice. So. Oh, yeah. You can't deny that. <laughs> uh, other things in this episode that I love. Uh, I love how arrogant Rusty is throughout the whole episode. Like, yeah. Rusty, when he thinks he's doing good, is my favorite Rusty. Like, just like, <laughs> he's recording his own like journal about like this will be how i made my millions not making his millions creating a device that can travel through time that didn't count for shit he's gonna make his millions finding a spaceship that his dad failed at making like that's his grand plan he already made something cool who cares about that i'm gonna go find something that doesn't work like how dumb can he be (laughs) (laughs) it's a really subtle uh kind of light on the his dad issues that they go into more in the later seasons too where it's it's so much more about trying to eclipse his father than doing anything on his own which is so crazy and it gets a lot more graphic in the later seasons uh, a swinging dick graphic um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> did not expect that on the dvds by the way that was a yeah shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was a that was a hell of a view um, but there is something about just Rusty in general in this episode. It's it's great because I, I love the way Rusty interacts with everyone. Like, the way he interacts with Brock is different than how he interacts with Orpheus, which is different how he interacts with the boys. Like, he's just kind of got a different, like, temperament, depending on who he's talking to. But him by himself is just, like, the picturesque, self-loathing failure. And it's just so good... When he's like, I got this. I got my machine. It can travel through time. I'm going to go find my dad's machine. I'm great. I step in the clam. I'm horrible and I'm sad. Yeah. And it's definitely how he sees himself, you know, in yeah. his best, worst light. And it's definitely another one of those moments. Like, you know, I know the creators talked about this a bunch 
in the beginning and then they kind of backstepped it later to be like how this is all about failure and how failure is beautiful and in this this is another one of those moments of yeah failure through success it's like like you like you said it's like he created something awesome so he succeeded there and then he's failing because he's choosing to use it just like a total idiot yeah (laughs) (laughs) like and i love this like it works so well it brings somebody back from the dead like like it works (laughs) so well and that's not at all what he cares about he just wanted to find the spaceship I, I, I don't even think he's aware back. of it. He he has no idea that he did that. No, no. When that thing shows up at the end of it, he just freaks in the fuck out. He doesn't know what he had made. The eyes! The <laughs> eyes! Who are you? Um, This is also one of my favorite episodes for Dean. I think this is... Hank is good in this episode. I like like how he has to be Brock's hands. Like That's a really cool little subplot. Um, <laughs> Grab the handle. Push the button. <laughs> Let go of your own neck. <laughs> I love Hank, but Hank is like, I th- say Hank bats a thousand. Like, it's rare that Hank is on the screen and not entertained. Dean is a little more like, he's not always there to be the funny one. And that's just nothing against him or his character. It's yeah. just sometimes he's the straight man, so he's not the funniest guy in the room. He is so much funnier in this episode than I think any other episode throughout the entirety of season one. And it all comes down to one line for me. So when he's talking to the pirate yep. and he's like, yep. uh, who's your dad, your dad's bodyguard, blah, 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 back and forth. He's like, you're not a very good liar, are you, Dean? Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite moments. And as you were talking, I was like, yeah, he doesn't really have that many good one-liners that I would actually remember and quote, but definitely that one. Yeah, that one's so good. Like, that really... It's funny, like, going back to this episode, which we've all kind of agreed, it's not necessarily forgettable, but not really a go-to episode. Mm-hmm. And that has cracked my my personal vab- vocabulary so much. Uh, just the maybe... And I, it's one of those ones where I didn't realize where it came from until I watched this. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely why I say that as much as I do. It's not as much as uh, uh, in a future episode of uh, what could be more important than your family. Science. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most quoted thing for the show for me. But this one still gets in there a lot. And it's a it's a really great Dean moment of like Dean's actually trying. And Dean's usually such a coward. Like even the last episode we talked about. Something slightly frightening happens. He pees his pants and ruins his hover boots. Look, in this episode, he Dean's actually, lactating too. Yeah. <laughs> in this episode, he actually tries to stand his ground, which is like almost out of character for him, but I really kind of appreciate it. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's funny because I feel like when he's face to face with anything supernatural, he loses his shit. But. For some reason, when it's a ghost pirate with a plastic gun, he's not scared anymore. Yeah. Or even a real ghost pirate thing. It's like, did you hear that? Hear what? You don't think that's going to work on me twice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. God, that's... Oh, Major Tom. I love Major Tom. Um... So, when Brock was doing research for this, and I'll let him kind of describe it, he came across something that I thought was, uh very interesting about this episode and about Brock Sampson's character and smoking. And uh, that became a point in this episode. Brock, do you want to tell people what you found there? 
Yeah, um, according to the, the DVD uh, commentary, Cartoon Network executives complain about Brock's uh, pretty much constant smoking. Um, and in this one, he uh, he ultimately does end up smoking, but for almost the entire episode, he doesn't smoke. And I believe he has the line, uh, they offer him a cigarette, and he says he does not, you know, I, oh, I don't smoke. Which is, now hearing that, uh, I didn't even think that that line was weird when I saw the episode. But well, it's, after it's, reading this, it, it makes a lot more sense. It's Hank who says, I don't smoke. It's not Brock. That's right. Sorry, I got yeah. that wrong in the yeah, notes. So, My bad. Because he tells him, like, uh... Like, whatever you do, make sure you don't light up a cigarette because a sniper can see a cherry from, like, a thousand yards away. And he's like, I don't smoke. <laughs> Good. This is a terrible time to start. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of that's interesting. Like, like when the show was new, it's been kind of cool finding out, like, how much Cartoon Network was like, I don't know about this one. Yeah. And, like, they really tried to shut things down. It's like, you guys are wrong. Yeah. No, we know, and it'll be good this way. So, here it is. Oh, look, yeah. weird. It succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of those very great moments of, like, no, stick to your guns. You know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, and it was almost kind of a double down, too, because, like, um, Brock, when he gets captured and is actually held by the pirates, he's, like, asking for a cigarette. And he's like, I will kill for one of those. And then, <laughs> at the end of it, he kills both of them and smokes their cigarette. <laughs> Well, he wasn't with his, with his butt. Some... He killed them yeah, was... with his butt, <laughs> which is incredible. The only time I've seen someone murdered by ass was in this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I've i never watched it with subtitles on before, but our my son was taking a nap, and I don't want to wake up a one-month-old, so I had a little bit quieter, and I just had subtitles. Hearing the subtitles of the guy who has his arms stuck in Brock's butt, because <laughs> like, it's all just so fast. Like You say it, and yeah. it's so loud. But the actual lines are like, "Oh, my arm is clamped in his ass." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad so I actually good. read what he was actually saying there. The, the line before he puts his hand in his ass: "What if he's lying? What if he isn't? <laughs> <laughs> what if he isn't? That would be better." <laughs> oh, man. Actually, I think that may be one of the lines I I've said with my to my friends a lot. Uh, Oh, what if they're lying? What if he isn't? <laughs> it's a, I, it's a very like. I like Brock in this episode because it's one of the few times that he's taken out of the picture. Like it's very rare that Brock is not capable of something, and him actually being tied up until he gets somebody to shove his hand in his ass. He's like, he's kind of <laughs> incapacitated, and he has to have Hank work for him. And it's like, and I love that like. He can convince even Hank. He can get Hank. He's so good at what he does. He can get somebody as stupid as Hank to take out multiple guys. Yeah. Like, that's how good Brock is. Doesn't like, he ask if he's putting them to sleep? <laughs> yeah, will that put him more to sleep? No, that'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh, I, I love that. And I, I love that, like, at the end of the episode, so, like, they're all freaked out because there's a screaming ghost on the deck of their ship that they don't know what he wants and basically we'll, we'll jump into like the whole original venture crew after this but like I don't know what we can do about this thing he just stands there screaming when Brock finally gets there he just punches his head off and throws him in the water and it's like oh well we could have done that <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabs the pirate by the throat and starts choking <laughs> uh, 
But for me, like, it's not necessarily my favorite moment. We'll do that later, obviously. But the introduction to the original Venture crew is so great. Like, I, part of me has always wished that there could be just a one-off season or, like, a in-between season where you get to see Jonas Venture and the actual Venturer team. Oh, yeah. They're so much fun, and like, like the action man becomes one of my favorite characters, just murdering the shit out of everyone while screaming action. Like all these characters are just so good, and this is the first time you actually get to meet them, and it's really, it speaks volumes as to why Rusty is the way he is. Like these are the people that brought him up, yeah. and I think that's really kind of cool. I I really like how that, you can see how A led to B. Yeah, like it, there was a, definitely a lot of thought put into it. Like this the opening of the show, the terrible travesty of losing Major Tom. And then Rusty Venture kind of stumbles out, you know, kind of groggy. And then his dad's like, okay, well, we'll have Kano just send you downstairs and give you a warm glass of milk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, how, you're, I, I, yeah, I mean, kudos, I guess, for being able to balance a terrible situation and not freak out in front of your kid. But, holy crap, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah, like, the reason that Rusty is very scarred, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> and he's just, like, as much as I like Jonas Venture, I, I like him as a character, I don't think he ever understood how terrible of a father he is. No. And it's like, he's as bad as a father as Rusty is a scientist. And, like, and that speaks volumes. And I, I like, as the show goes on, you find out more and more how bad of a dad he was. But I like that even, like, the first time you really see them together is way back when in the second episode with Careers in Science. But you just kind of got an idea that he was, a, like, a, a scientist who went out on big grand adventures and always brought his son with him. And it was, like, maybe not the best idea, but not that bad. And then this is the first episode where you really get, like, oh, no, he didn't prioritize his son at all. His son was a tag-along. Yeah. His son yeah. was just there. Yeah. To basically be made profit of, like, through the Rusty Venture cartoon, like, he profited off his son his whole career until he disappeared or whatever the fuck happened to him maybe we'll find out at some point maybe it was kato who killed him but probably not um but i really like i love seeing the venture crew with rusty and that's at any time with them his him as a kid or him as an adult i love just like you can tell that rusty just hates all of them yeah and rightfully so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but no, they are uh, an incredible team. And I think that's pretty amazing, too, for this show to be able to balance not only this one universe, but also having history go back for, what, 50-something years and have it yeah. still relate and intertwine and keep all of these relationships um, in order. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing feat. It's a great feat, and it's one of those episodes where it's like, I think it's such a good episode because it, you get all of that in one 22 minute go. Like you get like yeah. the history of it. You get the current day. Like you get, there's so much in this one packed episode. And I think that's why in the beginning of this, we were saying it'd be a great episode. If you haven't seen anything to just like, Oh, if you like this, you'll probably like the rest of it. Right. Cause it, it's a really good snapshot of like what venture brothers can be as far as like the protagonist. I'll use the OSI and Gilda Columbus tent vocabulary. The protagonist lives are like, because this one has no bad guys in it. Like, there's no evildoers, there's no henchmen, there's ghost pirates, but those guys are more of just a... Just there. Pro ...product of, like, circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
They robbed a Toys R Us ship. <laughs> oh god, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> what have I? What are we not talked about? Like, what else do you guys like in this episode? Colonel Gentleman. Oh, by yeah. far, my, one of my favorite characters in the entire show, and this is his introduction. Is this episode? I I love Colonel Gentleman. I, I'm more of an action man guy myself, but I yeah, do love too. Colonel Gentleman. Because he's just Sean Connery. Like, he's just an asshole. (laughs) They they didn't have to do a lot of creation for that character. They're just like, oh, Sean Connery's an asshole. Let's put it into this. (laughs) And it it really works. Like, works really well. Yeah, especially later on. Yeah. Oh, man. When when they find his dead, not dead body, it's so good. Oh, and I love his boyfriend. Like, all oh, oh, mm-hmm. Colonel Gentleman's a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that we've missed, or do we want to move on to the end of this? No, I mean, I just kind of want to reiterate and just mention of like, with the amount of stuff that they are able to pack into these episodes, and it's just that idea that more is more. Like, if it goes over people's heads and they don't get it, it's still entertaining. Yeah. Like for you, Brock, or for me, like the, all the David Bowie references in the beginning. It's like I, I didn't certainly the first I don't know ten times watching this episode. I didn't. I got a couple. You know, obviously the obvious one of Major Tom, but yeah, all of yeah. the rest of them. Basically, the whole dialogue of that scene is basically referencing literally David Bowie lyrics. <laughs> yeah, uh, <sighs> that went over my head the first few times, and but I still love the episode. The episode is still great. It's still funny. It still works. And not knowing that part of it doesn't make it not work, you know. It's one of those things where it's going to be interesting as we go further and further into the show. Because obviously, since they're so spaced out, I've seen the first two seasons the most. Um, yeah. And then I always rewatch before a new season comes out. But that means, like, mm-hmm. season six, I've only watched one and a half times. So, yeah. like, it's it'll be really kind of interesting going, like, going through it again. Like, because all of these episodes are so dense, I'm really looking forward to seeing what I've missed oh man yeah. going for it's it's really like and I've seen it all like there's no surprises coming but I'm still excited almost as if I haven't seen it before yeah and also I think there's so much stuff that I've definitely forgot a lot of stuff and so yeah. I think by going back through it again yeah I'm also very excited to be like oh, yeah what did yeah. I miss what yeah. connections did I just not get the first I, I definitely got a better appreciation for season three which a lot of people kind of say is the worst season but going back and watching on the with the dvds and everything i think there's a lot more there than people gave it credit for i've heard that before too and it always upsets me i love the hell out of season three like i love the buddy system episode is one of their best written episodes (laughs) ever and it's so fucking good if i could jump to that one and do it next week i would but i have to go chronologically got a couple episodes in between yeah, like a bunch. <sighs> All right, let's move into favorite moments here. Uh, I'm going to go first this week. Uh, my favorite moment is, we've talked about it a bunch, it has to be when Major Tom is crashing the ship and just going back and forth with the David Bowie lyrics. <laughs> just the first time I caught on to it, I don't think it was the first time I watched this, probably the second time because I am a, a Bowie fan. Uh, just as soon as it starts happening, I'm like, oh, my God, this is just so genius. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? (laughs) Holy shit. I've got a message. I hope you're happy. I am happy. (laughs) 
it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not even laughing. I'm just so impressed. <laughs> yeah. And they fit it in. I mean, even Action Man, like his yeah. name, like ev- everything in there. <laughs> and then Ashes to Ashes at the end of it. Yeah. Quoting another, the title of another song. Like it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's uh, so good. Go ahead, Graham. What's yours? Uh, I think you are, we already mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, when the the ghost pirate is interrogating Dean uh, at the front, he's like talking like, "All right, where's Brock? Where's the where are the keys? Where's this?" Like, um, he's gonna come back with his bodyguard and guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a very good liar, are you, Dean? Maybe. <laughs> Just fucking genius. <laughs> and guys. And guys. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Brock, last but not least. Uh I I we mentioned it earlier, but the whole conversation between the henchmen when they're arguing about who's gonna shove their hand up Brock's ass and then the conversation <laughs> While they're looking for the key, that whole—I I don't remember the lines uh, verbatim, but that whole just scene is classic yeah. Venture Brothers, and you can't get much better than that. So the good. whole fight sequence after that is pretty hilarious, yeah. Oh man, I have a question oh, about this me... episode, real Shoot. quick. Was at the very end where the ghost and they talk about uh, Action Man banging his wife. Were they insinuating <laughs> that he had, she had been tw- cheating? on Major Tom with Action Man? Or did I misread that? I don't think they were cheating. I think they just got together after Afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they stay married the rest of the season. Or the rest of the show. Yeah. 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 I just want to make sure I didn't uh, misinterpret that. Oh, man. I, we didn't even mention I have to mention it now. His wife talking to him. All right, Tom. You're dead now. You're Time dead to now. go away. Like, so <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> Leave the Venture family alone. <laughs> And yeah. just the, the follow-up of, like, the, yep, you're dead. Your wife has moved on. She remarried. To me, actually. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so we're going to do a quick round of plugs and get out of this thing. Uh, as always, I'm going to plug After the Hype because that's my other show. Uh, new episodes should be starting up in August. I'm not sure what our first movie will be, but I'm sure it will be a good one. Uh, well, the episode <laughs> will be. I can't promise the movie will be good. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be Red Sparrow, and then I tried to watch Red Sparrow and turned that fucking garbage pile of a movie off. Don't watch Red Sparrow. Um, you didn't like that accent? Oh my! God. I didn't like any of it. <laughs> I got I I don't turn off movies. I just do not. And that one, I only made it halfway through and turned it off. So it will not be Red Sparrow. Watch um, another one of her her greats. Yeah, like, like uh, Passengers. Watch that. <laughs> Or Hunger Games. Or Hunger Games. Jennifer Lawrence, get a new fucking agent. Um, But yeah, so after the hype, you can find us, ATHpod.com. That is also the same website where you'll find this show. uh, That, again, is ATHpod.com. And then starting in August, uh, this might be a little early to announce this because I'm not sure if we're ready yet, but we might have two new shows starting up as well. Uh, I don't want to spoil what they are, but we are planning on having four episodes in the ATH network and uh, or four shows not just episodes uh, four shows <laughs> we're deleting ATH all network. other episodes and yeah. we're just gonna have four we're really gonna put them all on the table yeah. really going for those four <laughs> but yeah whole four shows and I'm really excited for all of them so be sure to stay tuned to www.athpod.com for all of that uh, Brock anything to plug 
Yeah, I actually a buddy of mine uh, has a YouTube channel called Nick Wit, where he just does little five minute skits, and uh, I think they're funny. He's a good friend of mine, so I want to plug that for him. How do How do you spell Nick? N I C or N I C K? N I C K. Cool. Uh, Graham, how are you plugging these days? Uh, not really anything to plug. But if you guys like my uh, my pirate voice, uh, I actually play a small bit in an, a animated series called Flagon. F L A G O N. So you can look that up. It's pretty hilarious. I believe eight, that's eight. that's still on YouTube, right? I think it's still on YouTube. Yeah, and I it's been in the works for a while, but hopefully there will be a season two coming up soon. So. Ooh, I actually have a part in season two if it happens. Hey, all right. Yeah, unless so. John goes back on his promise, and then I will take his firstborn. So you know that'll be okay. <laughs> That's but, not true. Uh, I can never do it to. She's great. I'd be so. I feel so bad taking his firstborn. She's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that'd be the only thing. Yeah, it's it's cool. it's a pretty hilarious show. So yeah, it's a it's a sixteen bit web series about uh, RPGs. If you like it at all. Uh, John did a phenomenal job writing it, and I highly recommend it. And you can hear Graham's lovely voice on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week, I will look up really quick what the episode is because I instantly forgot because I'm good at my job. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, give mm-hmm. me two seconds here of just highlight and delete time. Is it Ice Station Impossible? I believe so. That does sound right. Uh, let me just make sure. Go for it. Yes. All right. So tune in next week uh, for Ice Station Impossible. And the week after that, we'll be doing Are You There, God? It's Me, D. Two phenomenal episodes. And I'm really, really looking forward to going into all of those. Uh, yeah. So thanks again, everybody. And bye. Bye, bye guys. Bye.